Welcome to the Dawning Bliss Podcast, where we help humans on their path to happiness, love, light, and freedom. And now, here is your host, Tanika Dawn, life coach and NLP practitioner. I am bringing to you a really hot topic right now. What are the biggest mistakes that we make in dating? Um, as a dating coach and someone who has miserably failed in, in the dating world for a number of years, I am happily married now, and I definitely learned what not to do and what to do in dating. So here I am serving it up. I really want to focus today, though, on the mistakes, the biggest mistakes made in dating. And now I can cover this subject easily from my teenager who's dating right now, clear up to your 70s, right? I, I have friends in their 70s that are dating that we've had intense talks. So I'm going to I'm gonna cover it all. I think that we'll start with the biggest one I see, or at least the biggest issue I see. And, and this is so sad to me, to be honest, because it's it's more than for the dating world that this problem happens in their life. It is when they give the other person all of the control and the power and the choice. So I've explained this a lot of times in my dating coaching that there's a there's not supposed to be, but typically, right? And this is where we go wrong. There's a buyer and a seller in every date. And unfortunately, right, the buyer is coming to see if you know, what the other person has to offer is something they want to buy, something they want to invest in. Now, the seller tends to be the person who is trying to sell themselves so that the buyer will want them. Now, that definitely um, creates an issue. Um, And and if you can't see why, we're going to get there. Um, I spent, gosh, at least eight plus years selling myself. And probably more than that, because it came from a much deeper place in my life. So I probably spent more like 25, 30 years selling myself. Um, And and being the seller sucks for a lot of reasons. One, um, you never want to be the seller, right? So I'm going to just put that out there right now. You never want to be the seller in a date. You don't want to go into that date selling yourself. Now, that doesn't mean don't show up as your best. You definitely want to show up uh, well to any date, but you don't want to be a seller, right? You're you're not hawking crap at a yard sale. You are a very valuable, intelligent, good-looking human being that inherently deserves to be loved as you are. And we'll get into another problem later, but you don't want to be the seller ever. One, if you are a desperate seller, it's easy to see and buyers don't typically want that. So my goal nine times out of 10 when I'm doing dating coaching is to shift the person that comes in as a seller into a buyer. Now I'm going to just reiterate really quick. The buyer is the person that shows up to the date wondering right, if the other person is worth investing in. The seller is the person that shows up to the date trying to convince the buyer that they're worth investing in. So you really want to be a buyer. You, I would ideally, right, both people are buyers. Um, both people are looking at going into, we'll call it a business partnership since we're using these analogies. Um, you, you never want to be a seller. It, it is degrading, first of all. 
Um, we come from a place of being a seller because we don't know our worth. And that's a, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But if you would just take a step back for a moment, right? And recognize that you're there as a buyer. You are on these apps, uh, you know, wherever you're at in the coffee shop, in the bar, you're the buyer. You're deciding if these people are good enough for you. If you want to invest in them, right? If you want to spend your time, money, energy, heart, emotion, et cetera, with this other human being. So you always, always want to be the buyer. Now, it's not, it's easier said than done because we, we long for connection and we long for intimacy. And depending on how long <laughs> you have been single, um, this may be much worse, right? You may be reaching a level that feels desperate. And, and I've got, I've got plenty of advice for all these things, but I just really want to talk about what we do wrong in dating and the mistakes. So I'm going to try and keep it there. You'll have to subscribe and, and catch all my other episodes so that you can uh, get, get the rest of it because I can't do it all in one. Okay. So biggest mistake is going in as a seller, um, going into a date as a seller. You don't want to sell yourself on a date. You do want to go in, you want to be your best self and do what you can um, to, to, to be authentic and who you are and show up fully to that date. You do want to be engaged. Um, sorry guys, I, my nose is running so bad today. I've had a cold, which is not a great time to do a podcast, but here we are. I've made a commitment to all of my followers and fans, so it's coming. It's coming at you with sniffles. So first mistake, going in as a seller, thinking that you need to convince the other person that they're worthy of you or that you're worthy of them. You got to stop doing that right now. Um, I will absolutely do another episode on how to rediscover our value and know our worth and be able to hold our heads high as we go into the dating world uh, and into business and into and lots of things. So confidence is in yourself is pretty cool and knowing your worth. Okay. Second biggest mistake. Even if you're not going in as a desperate seller, a lot of times people aren't going in as a buyer. And so I'm not going to harp on this too much more, but it's so important that you go in as a buyer. You are looking at this person um, to see if there's someone worth investing in. Um, and then, right, don't ignore the red flags. If you go in as a buyer and you dismiss dot, 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 right, you dismiss that they, I don't know, aren't super attractive to you, right? Or you, and I don't even know if I like that one because sometimes after you get to know a person, they can become incredibly more attractive than when you first met them. So, Red flags. Don't overlook the red flags, right? They're there for a reason. They stood out to you for a reason, right? We wouldn't call them a red flag if you didn't notice them. Pay attention to them. Listen to who the other person is. They tell you who they are. They show you who they are in their actions and their behaviors, right? So red flag for me was if I went on a date and um, and the guy didn't treat the wait staff very well right? That's a red flag for me because at some point he's probably going to treat me that way. And that's not acceptable to me. So pay attention to what they're not necessarily saying, but doing, but also pay attention to what they're saying. They will tell you who they are and listen, uh, Linda, listen to those red flags. 
red flags are important. Um, if it's a red flag, it just means it's not in alignment for you. There will be someone, and I promise you this, all you all y'all singles out there, there will be someone that is just right for you. Now, no one's perfect, but you will find a person perfect for you. And and what that means is that I, I hate to keep using like money terms, but uh, that you can afford them. Right. So everybody's got a little bit of baggage. Everybody's got a little bit of crazy. Everybody's got a little imperfection and and whatever. And 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 those things kind of cost us something, right? Maybe it costs us being annoyed sometimes. Maybe it costs us um what whatever it costs us, right? A, a messy house. Um, but whatever it costs us, some people are worth the cost and some aren't. And so I really I think it's important that you pay attention to the red flags, make sure that whatever this perfect person, right? Perfect for you person has is something you can afford um, forever. A question I ask a lot of people who are in relationships, engaged, married, et cetera, is this. If they never change, if nothing at all changes from the person they are today, can you and will you live with them for the rest of your life that way? Now, 90% of the time that answer is no. It's no. Uh, about 10% of the time, the answer is no, but the problem is the person sitting in front of me, not necessarily their partner, uh, which we can do a whole lot more with that. So other mistakes that are made in dating, um, chasing after something that is, and this goes back to selling, chasing after somebody that's not interested. So I spoke about this in my last podcast, just a tiny bit. But I'm going to really cover it here because it matters. I cannot tell you how many times I myself and my friends and my clients will create a story in their head, right? And I mean this, they'll meet some cute guy and I'm going to just roll with this. So I'm not being sexist guys. You can gender swap to make it fit your, your story. So they meet a guy, cute guy, right? They seem to like him. He's got some of whatever they were looking for. And all of a sudden they have the wedding planned out in their head. They've made it all up. They've painted this beautiful picture of what life with this gentleman is going to be like. And they are completely missing the reality of it. And that reality being right, that he keeps blowing you off. He is ghosting you. He isn't consistent with what he says and then does. Um, he isn't honest, right? There's, there's a lot of pieces, but you fabricated the four years from now future and that's all you're hanging on to. So you don't see all the damn speed bumps or roadblocks that are, that are in the next five months to a year, right? So I don't want you to create a story of what doesn't exist. And we all do that, right? I, I love to daydream just as much as anybody else. But daydreaming means we are literally fabricating a story that doesn't exist. You mean, if, if you're really good at that, you should become an author, uh, write, write some serious, sweet sci-fi books or something. Um, but don't do that in your relationships. Don't do that in dating. Don't make believe what isn't, Right. Look at, and I, I know this sounds cold because dating should be an emotional experience, and it is if it's done right. Don't look at, um, you know, the the picture you're creating in your head. I want you to be more literal than that, and and 
look at what is, right? What is factual, right? Did he call me when he said he was going to call me? Did he text in response? Does he make me feel wonderful about myself or does he make me anxious? Does she make me feel like a hero wearing a cape or like I'm cleaning up the garbage after a fair, right? And so these these things that I'm talking about here, they matter, right? The reality matters a lot. And you have to, you have to look at the reality. There was a picture years ago, and, and this was while I was engaged to a pretty toxic person. Uh, the picture was of a woman uh, and, a, and a man, and he was laying on the bed face down and she was sitting on the edge of the bed with a paintbrush and, and, and bowl. And she was painting, uh, the guy a normal color or yeah. So he was red and she kept painting him a normal color. And I think we all do that from time to time, right? Especially in dating and, and sometimes right in engagements and in marriages, we paint the partner we want versus accepting the reality that is. Now that is going to get you in hot water because one day the reality of what is, is going to smack you in the face, no matter how hard you daydream. You can be the best, most creative, imaginative daydreamer on this planet and have the most wonderful story fabricated in your head. And reality will smack you in the face eventually. And the more removed from reality you are, the harder that's going to hurt. So keep it real, right? Keep it real. Look at what is, um, assess the reality of what they are saying and what they are doing. Don't in dating, don't read between the lines, right? I mean, there's a point where I want you to, yes, but if you stick to cold, hard facts, so to speak, you're not going to be led astray, right? Listen to what they say, listen to what they do. So that's one big problem that I see that's leading a lot of women to being ghosting. Now, another big mistake that I see in dating. And we're going to go there, y'all. We're going to talk about sex. Um, is that they have sex too soon. Now, I will tell you, uh, and it's not without some shame, that I have definitely had some one-night stands. I have definitely one-night standed a couple of guys. Um, I've been on both ends of that. And I've also right had sex on a first date, and it lasted a couple of years. That one was pretty toxic. Um, I will tell you exactly what he said to me. And um, and I want to make a note on this, though. It's not that you can't. It's just that there's a consequence, right? And the consequence may be a loss of respect or an entire loss of the relationship. And maybe you didn't want the relationship in the first place, and that's okay. But if you are looking for a long-term healthy relationship, which is why I assume you're watching this or listening to this, um, you you don't want to sleep with them right away. My ex-fiance literally told me that when we had sex the first night that we met, he lost all respect for me. Now I was, I was pretty, I was definitely a seller then in my life and I did not know my value and I did not know the power that I had at that point. But had I recognized that he didn't respect me, that relationship would have been over before it began. Um, I didn't. I, I was dumb. I didn't. I, I lacked self-worth. I lacked confidence. And I stayed in that very unhealthy relationship for too long. So um, 
be careful, right? Um, you, if you, if you are paying attention, um, I want to say guys, now I know this happens vice versa, but I have more experience with guys. So guys will tell you everything you want to hear. And if it sounds too good to be true, you probably want to take a step back. They'll tell you everything you want to hear to get you in bed and then they will leave. Um, Steve Harvey, act like a lady, think like a man, suggests that you have a 90-day rule. Now, I don't think that relationships and when sex comes into the picture is that cut and dry. I don't feel that way at all. Um, I have a very healthy relationship with my husband and um, we had sex much sooner than 90 days. And um, like I said, we still have a very healthy relationship. So it really depends on the people and what you're both showing up for. I will be honest, when my husband and I met, uh, he didn't even hit on me for the first like two encounters with each other. And then um, the next weekend, things got intimate. But I don't know that he or I had actually anticipated it becoming a relationship. Um, I think that, you know, I had big plans to move halfway across the country, which was much further away from him than where he was already. And it wasn't going to work out. So I don't think that he or I really expected our relationship to become our marriage. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. So I think that if you have sex too soon, uh, there definitely can be some consequences for it. I mean, you do you, but definitely keep that in mind. You don't, especially as a woman, right? I, know that feeling the the day week after feeling of what the hell did I just do? And I knew better than to do that. And that is a really crappy feeling that I would love to help you avoid. So make them wait, make them earn the cookie. Um, that's what Steve Harvey calls it. The cookie, make them wait, make them earn it. Um, and that goes both ways. Gentlemen, you don't want to be in a relationship just for sex either. It won't work. It never, ever will work. You will have other needs unmet. Um, Other one, and this will be my last one. um, There are three boxes that should be checked when you are dating somebody. So this is the the buyer's list, so to speak. Now, each one of these boxes have some subcategories, right? But huge mistake I see. uh, Oh, I got to address one more. Um, Huge mistake I see, and then I'll get to the last one, is that... People don't even know what they're looking for. You have to know what you're looking for uh, in order to find it, right? You wouldn't play a search and find game without knowing what you were supposed to search and find. Um, Why would you do that in dating? People do that all the time. It drives me insane. You have to know what you're looking for. Um, so, so get specific on what you want, because if you don't know what you're looking for, you're not going to find it. So get specific on what you want in a partner that is going to help you narrow it down, find it and weed through what you don't want a lot faster. Okay. Now, finally the three boxes. And like I said, there are subcategories or more to that, but we sell ourselves out. Uh, typically when you're single, you get a little bit desperate or lonely or FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. And da, 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 you sell out. Now, when I say you sell out, what I mean is that we have three really important parts of us that need to be checked off for a relationship. One of them is the head, right? Intellectually stimulating. 
you can have a good conversation with them. One of them is the heart. You got to have some kind of feeling, right? There's got to be some heart there. You got to think they're sweet or have compassion for them or them have compassion for you or whatever, but the heart has got to be in it, right? And then lastly, there's the hoo-ha. So I will never forget, and I will probably always say this, and it sounds absolutely uh, awful, but the truth is, right? You don't want to date somebody that doesn't make your dick get off the couch. And a millionaire matchmaker, I can't even remember her name. I used to love that show. She said that, and and I really sincerely think it's true because the number of times I have sold one of those things out, right? Like maybe I sold out my hoo-ha, right? And the guy was super intelligent, intellectually stimulating. So check, right? He got the head, uh, definitely created some really feel good emotions. So he got the heart, but I didn't want to sleep with him. And I did want a very hot on fire, sexy relationship. And so I ultimately wasn't happy in that relationship. Um, There have been times, right, that I sold out in other ways, right? Like, he was intellectually stimulating and we had great sex, but he kind of like hurt my feelings all the time. So the heart was out. Um, and, and, and this can be any combination, right? But you want all three. I can easily and effortlessly tell you that my husband checks all the boxes, right? We have intellectual, intellectually stimulating conversation. So check the, the head. Um, it definitely all the feels. Uh, I love that man so much. Uh, definitely all the heart. And we have a great sex life. So definitely the hoo-ha, right? Like I actually want to sleep with him. Um, I think my husband and I have sex more than most married couples. And it's because we do a lot of work to keep it, keep it, um, keep the desire flowing between us is what I was trying to get to. So I, uh, I really got to get going here, but I wanted to make sure that we recap a little bit. Uh, And if you miss this, go re-listen, right? listen, you want to be the buyer when you go on a date, right? All times you're the, you're the buyer. You are not selling yourself to someone else. You are the buyer, right? And if you act like it, it will completely change your dating game. Now, don't be a douchebag about it, but know that you are the buyer. You're choosing them, right? You don't care whether they choose you. And I know you do, but you don't. You don't want to care if they choose you. Right. You want that to be reciprocated, but I want you to go into dating as the buyer. Um, I can't remember all the points I made at this point. I should have wrote them down, but you, you don't want to be the buyer. You want to know your worth. You want to show up that way in the relationship. You don't want to have sex too soon or you're going to end up with a, a lot of notches in your bedpost and a empty bed or at least an empty heart. And I don't want to see that happen to any of my people. Um, and then you want to make sure that they, that you know what you're looking for, make sure you know what you're searching and finding and make sure they check off the head, the heart and the hoo-ha. Now also watch for red flags. Keep it real, right? Reality check your dating situation. That's it for today. You guys, thanks for tuning in to the Dawning Bliss show with me, Tanika Dawn. I can't wait to do our next podcast and have you guys all there. I am looking forward to hearing some suggestions on what you want to hear about. I can go into any of these subjects more in depth. And like I said, I will be talking about our confidence and how we empower ourselves and recognize our self-worth in upcoming episodes. Catch you on the flip side. 
Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Dawning Bliss Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. For more podcasts and personal coaching, please visit us at dawningbliss.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.